Welcome home, everyone. Thank you for joining in on this episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Welcome Home is a podcast where I, your host Josh, sit down for a conversation with different people who I admire and discuss whatever's on their mind, and especially focus on life at home in times like this. Wherever you are and however you're listening, thank you for your support, and once again, welcome home. episode of welcome home with the katinas um if you're listening now i'm recording this uh the second week of january uh but you're probably listening a month from now sometime in february it means we finished our first five episodes of the year with my dad and his brothers and a lot of those i haven't even recorded yet so i don't know how they went but i hope they went well um, and I'm, I'm, I'm thankful to anyone who's, who's still listening. Uh, second month of, of 2022, it's, it's already flying by. And um, today's guest is someone who I've been trying to get on the podcast for quite a while now. And he's in town. He doesn't live here in Franklin, but he's in town uh, for a few more hours today. And so he's taking time to sit down and... and uh, spend uh, an hour or so talking with me. So uh, I'll just get into it. I'd like to welcome our guest, Mr. Jervon Johnson. Welcome, (laughs) Jervon. Thank you. Thank you for having me. How you doing, bro? I'm doing all right, man. How you doing? I'm good. I'm really excited for today. And um, I just want to start off for to give you a chance to introduce yourself to our listeners. Uh, A lot of them might not know who you are. And uh, who you are to, to our family as well. So just a, a brief introduction of who you are would be great right now. Uh, I'm Javon. I'm from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, I am the fiance of Caitlin Katina. Yes, sir. Um, uh, I, we live in Atlanta and I work for GOAT. Um, that's about it. Nice. Well, Jervon, welcome again. I'm glad you're here. Uh, I've known you for, I don't know, seven-ish yeah, years now. Seven years. Uh, I, I remember the first time I met you, I think it was at like a Jamba Juice or Firehouse Subs or something really? like that. You you were in town. Well, I remember uh, I heard that Kate had a boyfriend and... <laughs> she brought him home, which mm-hmm. was a bit a big deal. And I was like, Oh, Kate must really like this guy. If she's willing to bring him yeah. home to meet the family. And, uh, for whatever you guys were like out eating lunch or something. And, and we got invited and I remember meeting you there. And the first thing I, uh, the first thing I remember us talking about is you were wearing a pair of Kobe's mm. and you, I found out you were a Laker fan too. Yeah. I was like, all right, this guy, he seems all right. Yes, sir, <laughs> yes, sir. The whole family, Laker fan. Yeah, well, you're you're joining the right family, man. I um, uh, I, I know that you've listened to to a few of the podcasts, and you know how they work. Mm-hmm. I, um, well, the first five weeks of this month, I I haven't been doing it, but we're returning to the format now. So, uh, we're going back to the three questions, mm-hmm. and the the first two questions I have are are things that I'm more interested in. And 
the third question is a little bit more about you, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, I'll start now with your first question, bro. And this is one, this is a question I've actually wanted to ask you for a long time now. And um, when I first met you, you were introduced to me as Caitlin's boyfriend, Javon. Mm-hmm. And so that was who I knew you as for a few years. And then we actually ended up, I ended up going to the same college as you and Kate, uh, Lee University. And I don't know how it came up, but I, I met some people who knew you. And I already know what you're about to say. <laughs> they said, yeah, I know Jump. Yep. <laughs> I said, who's Jump? Mm. And they said, Jump, he, he played, we played basketball, and he, you know Jump. He, he's dating your cousin. Mm. I said, no, I know Jervon. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so I just wanted to talk to you because I've... I don't think anyone in our family calls you that, right? No, no, no. I want to ask you, like, what is that nickname and who uses it and who gets to use it, all that? Where's, <laughs> where's it come from? I want to hear the whole story. All right. So originally, um, I got to give uh, credit to my good friend, Jackson. He, a uh, friend of like 10 plus years. Um, so when I was younger, I used to have like a lot of shoes like I still do now. Um, most of them were Jordans. So he was like, man, you, you keep wearing these Jordans. You, you're like Jumpman. And I'm like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so uh, as time went on, like my high school year, I was, when I was playing basketball, um, still had Jordans. And he was like, man, I'm going to call you Jump now because it's just <laughs> it's just shorter. And then like, so everybody started calling me Jump. Uh, most of my teammates, uh, peers, uh, nobody really calls me that that I'm close with. Like uh, everybody calls me Javon. Uh-huh. Um, none of my family calls me Jump, of okay. course. So uh, it's a friend's uh, thing. Yeah, it's yeah. not a family. Nah, okay. they know me by Javon. I introduce myself as Javon. I don't say, "Hey, my name is Jump," but somehow along they'll start calling me Jump in in our relationship. But um, yeah, Jackson, he started that, and it never it just stuck. Everybody. Everybody started calling me that. I always like uh, learning people's nicknames. Like my wife, I didn't know that she had a nickname with like <laughs> a lot of her uh, like high school friends. They call her Tex. Tex. And <laughs> maybe, maybe she'll be on another time and she can tell the, the story about that. But I always knew her as Alexis. And then I saw people like calling her Tex on, online and stuff. It's like, what is this about? But <laughs> yeah, I, I, I always knew you had that nickname. And you talked about... Uh, the, the shoes thing, obviously, and, and, and playing basketball. This isn't your second question, but uh, I know it, it'll come up eventually. I'd like to talk ask you just about, like, um, your basketball journey. Like, because jump, I think of basketball when mm-hmm. I think of that. And, um, like, you were a, a college, a college at, student athlete, and I don't know if, if – you had dreams beyond college playing basketball, but if you did, like, what is it like? Um, like, what's the basketball recruiting world like? And like, oh, trying man. to, if you want to play beyond college, like, what does that look like? I mean, it, it, it's tough. Um, that's why, like, right now, when you see people in the league talking about mental health, I mean, it's serious. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you can play a sport all your life have dreams to go pro and all that stuff and then one day it could be over and then it's like what do you do now mm. 
So um, yeah, I was at I was at Lee University. I stayed there for five years. Um, I mean, everybody wants to play in the NBA, of course. Yeah. Um, it got more realistic as um, I was playing. Um, like around my senior year, I was like, all right, I just want to go overseas, you know, com- compete. Um, but it didn't end up, it didn't happen the way I wanted to. And it's like, what do I do now? And you always hear stories of people like uh, keep trying until you're like 30, 33. And I'm like, I'm, listen, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I got a degree in business management. And I'm just not going to be one of those guys that keep, you know, keep trying to play. And it's like, if it's over, it's over. I just got to get my mind made up and uh, use my degree. And then um, that's when I got into, well, I've, I've been in shoes all my life, but it was just kind of like my second, second love. Um, so, yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. Um, was there a, was there like a, a specific moment or anything or where you realize like man it's it's probably it's probably over like i'm probably not playing anymore well okay when i came when i graduated it's i'm playing for sure Mm -hmm. um started talking to agents went to a couple camps and stuff um i actually signed a deal to go to um macedonia um and then when time came, it was like, oh, we can't pay you, but, I mean, you can still come. <laughs> and it's like, listen, I'm not going to a third world country to go just, you know, just hang out and play, not making no money. Like, uh-huh. I want to make some money. Um, so, yeah, I signed that deal. didn't go through. Um, then I ended up going to um, another pro league in Vegas. I was living out there for a little bit, and then that didn't work out. So I came back home, and I just – Started working. I was at a New Balance, um, which was feeding more into my shoe yeah. ambitions. Um, and yeah, then I went from there. Yeah, I, I think about uh, my cousin Zion, who he's a he plays college football, mm-hmm. and this he's got one more season left, and I don't think the NFL is in the cards for yeah, him. Exactly. Uh, I don't even think that's really something he, he really wants, mm-hmm. but I'm curious to see like, cause I, you know, anyone who plays sports, eventually there's a day you got to hang it, hang them up. Uh, but some of us are better than others and we play in college and, you know, there's opportunities offered to us. Um, I say us, not me, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> there's op- opportunities offered to you and, um, but Zion's, he's coming up on that day where he's going to play his last game and take the pads off. And, and I think about just you and, and him and all of those, all the college athletes who don't move on to the next level. Like, I'm sure that is a, that's a reckoning that you have to, you go through of, um, cause it does become part of your identity. Yeah. Like I'm Javon, I, I play basketball or I'm Zion. I play football yeah. for Kennesaw state and all of a sudden what, one day it's that's not who you are that's anymore. Not, yeah, you're not an athlete anymore. Yeah, you're a, a blue collar worker. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, yeah, uh, I mean, you just gotta be real with yourself, and you know, make sure you got the right people in your corner and to to guide you, not to like keep feeding you in, like, oh, you can do it, just keep going, keep going. Yeah, and it's like, nah, I'm good. I know when I'm done. <laughs> so I'm glad you're here because. I'll have conversations sometimes with friends or or cousins, mostly friends. My cousins aren't like this, but um, 
we'll be watching like an NBA game or whatever, and they'll make something will happen, and they'll be like, "Man, I could have made that shot, or I could have done that." Listen, play. listen. I want to hear from oh you. My God. <laughs> How much better are those guys than like? Listen, most- it, it is a different level of competition. Like you can say, "Oh, I would have made that," but it's like. If LeBron coming down the lane and you trying to go for a layup, he's going to grab that like out the air. I mean, it's just even overseas, it's like a different level. Mm. So it's like when they said I could make that shot, I mean, it's like 50,000 people in the stands, you wide open, you're going to hit that shot. No, you're not. Like the worst NBA player would probably go for 50 on a regular person. Yeah. Like, is uh, like, are a lot of the players who play like in Europe, are they in situations like the one that you almost were in where they're like not getting paid? And, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, you got to love the game to be doing that. Listen, I love it, but it's like you, you a lot of a lot of people. So uh, Lee was Division II NCAA. Um, and when you're coming out of Division Two, you got to be a superstar yeah. to like even be put in a position to make some money overseas. Um, a lot of people just um, they would go over there and play for pennies or not not get paid at all, and then they would just try to get film and try to go to another team and all that. But mm-hmm. it's like you, you got to love it. I mean, being in, being overseas is different. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, that's a a different level. I mean talking about another level of of competition like for people to be that committed and that dedicated to it to not be getting paid be Mm -hmm. living in a foreign country you probably don't speak the language out there like it's all basketball yeah no family no friends so i can totally see like those guys and those guys aren't even in the nba but those guys are they're that dedicated Mm -hmm. to the game and so uh to anyone listening who thinks you can make it you could guard someone in the nba or make that that shot uh maybe think nah, again. i don't think so <laughs> all right man well that was kind of two questions but they led into each other um but i'll move on to your official second question and this is a, a different completely different direction but i wanted to ask it uh so growing up i always knew that one day i was going to bring uh, a girl to the family mm-hmm. and introduce her to everyone and my my cousins Jackson and, and Dylan and my brother Eli I always knew that you know one day they're gonna bring girls um, and that was one thing but I also thought about my cousin my girl cousins mm-hmm. Kate and Callie and Courtney all of the my all of them and I knew one day they're gonna bring a guy to the family <laughs> and there's a lot of strong men in the family already yes and so when i found out that kate had a girlfriend or a girlfriend a boyfriend <laughs> when kate had a boyfriend serious enough that she wanted to introduce him to the family i was like man who is this guy and does he know what he's getting into no i did <laughs> well i want to ask you man like uh, as a man coming into you know, you obviously care about Caitlyn a lot, and mm-hmm. um, but you, she also has her her whole family. Like, what was it like being introduced to our family, and just like as a man with um, meeting her dad and her uncles and her cousins? What was that like? Just what was that experience like for you, and how's it been? 
Man, I mean, it's I'm not like a nervous person. I mean, I know um, I'm not. I wasn't scared or nothing. But the first time I came up here, I got lucky mm. because they had a y'all had a Easter a Easter Easter egg hunt. Um, none of the uncles or dads was here, oh. so I got lucky. <laughs> I even uh, Caitlin playing that one. Yeah, down, I got lucky. I, re- I got really lucky. So I mean, we get to the Easter egg hunt. Um, first thing she does is literally leave me. I'm by myself. Like she goes off and talks to people, and I'm just standing there, like uh, I don't know any of these people. Everybody, all the kids are little. It was like seven years ago. Um, so I just met all the aunts um, and her mom. But yeah, that first time I got lucky. <clears throat> but uh first time meeting her dad I was uh nervous. Yeah. I asked my uh I asked one of my teammates to actually come come with me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but uh yeah, he was one of my good friends. So he was like he was friends with Caitlin too, so it was like, "Yo, can you just please come with me? I just don't want to it's a lot of them. I don't know. I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to be up there by myself." And he came with me, but everything was fine. I mean, um this is uh, an incredible family. Um, they they made me feel like a Katina from day one. Um, yeah. So after after we met everybody, everything was good. Nice. Well, I'll I'll tell you, man. I I think you've handled it really well. I <laughs> I don't uh, envy. I don't envy what you had to go through. And you know, I think we were all kind to you, and or at least I hope we were. Mm-hmm. And, but I, I understand, like, I was nervous meeting Alexis's dad, and she, mm. it's her family's, her parents and her sister, and, and she has uncles, but it was, those were the people I met, and so. At 19. Yeah, I was nervous <laughs> that, doing that, so I can't imagine uh, what you were feeling, um, but you've done really well, man. And no, I appreciate I, I'm it. I'm glad that Kate chose you, and uh, I'm honored that you're going to be part of our family. You already are, man. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah. Those are your two questions, bro. <laughs> oh, I appreciate it. You, you took it easy on me. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to, to the third one now, and I'm sure some of the stuff we've already talked about might come back up, but uh, this question is is what this podcast is all about, and that's why the first five weeks when we weren't doing the three questions with the uncles, I, I still wanted to keep this question uh, at the center of, of the conversation, so... The question is really open-ended, so you can answer it however you want to, and it's simply this. What's going on at home? What's going on at home currently? Well, um, we got a wedding coming up in March. Um, We just bought a house, our first house. Um, We both work in, um, like I said, I work for GOAT, and uh, we just planning for this wedding, getting ready, getting everything in order. Um, ready to see all the family and friends just celebrate us. Um, that's pretty much it. Everything yeah. we're doing is wedding stuff right now. Yeah. I, I know how that goes. Yeah. Bro. There's not a lot else as important when you're planning a wedding. No, it's, we on the countdown. Yeah. We got, uh, I think, like 79 days left. There you go, man. man. Well, it'll be here before you know it. Yeah. Believe me. Uh, I, I knew this would come up, so I want to talk about it. Like, how has... You guys have been will be engaged for a year exactly mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. your wedding day. So how has the engagement how has it been being engaged and specifically like 
what have been like some of the challenges with planning a wedding and if you have mm-hmm. what have you enjoyed about planning <laughs> the wedding uh i mean engagement yeah, we've been engaged it's been it's been fun it's been a, a journey even being engaged yeah um planning this wedding i mean luckily she got a wedding planner so she's so that took a load off of us for mm-hmm. sure um I mean, the only challenges is the money. Yeah. Because <laughs> we got the planning done. The only challenges is just paying for it, and and that's it. Um, yeah, I mean, that's... <laughs> Have you... Uh, so, Alexis and I were engaged for seven months, mm-hmm. and probably, like, four months in, uh, I started having to tell Alexis, like, on certain days, I would be like, all right, today... We're not talking about the wedding. Yeah, that's that's exactly <laughs> what Caitlin just told me. She does not want to talk about it right now. Yeah, it, it just becomes like, obviously, it's such an important day, and you want everything to be right, and mm-hmm. you want to do it the right way because you only get to do it once, and so it's consumes like mm-hmm. at least for me, it was a very consuming process, and uh, I think Alexis definitely enjoyed like planning the wedding more than i did mm, of course and so she <laughs> she always she always had ideas and mm-hmm. the, oh this needs to get taken care of this we need to do this which thank god she did that because our wedding would not have happened if, if she didn't but gotcha. there was it, it got to a point where it's like i can only we can only do so much today the wedding is the wedding is on in august and mm-hmm. it's february so oh my god let's let's Calm down a little bit, honey. When does it end? Yeah. When does it? When did? When did you just be stress free? Yeah. What What's like your What's your hope for your wedding day? Like, what's your if the wedding goes perfectly? Oh, what, how, how will it go? Oh, just as long as all our family and friends come, have a good time, eat good. You know, just we want to make it like a fun environment. Yeah. Um, that's That's about it. As long as she's happy, then I'll be happy. So, yeah. so she's still. Uh, Making these final changes, we about to do some flowers now that uh, she's gonna do. Oh, nice! <laughs> um, flowers are pricey. Yeah, bro. Listen, I've been, we've been paying for something every yeah. week, so it's like, when does it end? I'm bleeding out. Yeah, hey, you'll make it, <laughs> man. And, and, and soon, pretty soon, the gifts are gonna start rolling in. Oh too. yeah, that's what we're waiting for. We, <laughs> yeah. we we're looking forward to those gifts. <laughs> yeah, me and the is y'all y'all's registry is out. Is mm-hmm. it? Yeah, our yeah. registry is on our website uh, right now. Uh, me and Alexis we're taking a visit this weekend, bro. So we'll see. Oh man, we'll try and see. We need get you guys everything, nice. anything, and everything. We'll take it. <laughs> um, so uh, over Christmas, Alexis and I were at her grandma's house. Mm-hmm. And her grandmother wasn't able to make it to our wedding uh, just for health reasons. And so we got to show her uh, just a, a video mm-hmm. of our ceremony so she could feel like she's, she saw the wedding. And I was excited to, to show it to her. And our, our wedding ceremony is probably 25 minutes, maybe mm-hmm. 30. Mm-hmm. And so the whole family sitting down so Granny can watch the, the wedding because the rest of her family was there. And we played it, and at the end, you know, I was like, man, I'm really glad Granny got to see that. (laughs) And I looked at her, and she looks at Alexis, and she says, well, that was different. Oh, man, she didn't like it? (laughs) She said, 
she after she said that was different she said it was beautiful but it was different oh, and man. and i was like ah oh, man i wish <laughs> i thought she'd be crying I and all this. Love it. and but one thing i realized just at the conversations after that and granny was very supportive and mm-hmm. gracious and but i think you know that generation there was kind of one way to do a wedding mm-hmm. it was there they had they had a form they had it down to a science and um that's beautiful and great and everything but i think uh our generation now that i've planned a wedding i realize that um we take more liberties and we make it we we make weddings more about what we want to exactly. do and i love how you talked about how you just you want it to be a fun environment mm-hmm. and and fam, you just want families and friends to have a good time, eat good. So I, I think that our generation, whether you agree with it or not, one thing that we do is, with the weddings at least, we just make them about us. We do what we want. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because we can, we don't want anybody. I mean, it's, you can do this, you can do that. Mm-hmm. No, we're just, we we just going to do what we want to do. And, I mean, I hope everybody's happy and long as we're good we, we're good right yeah i want to encourage you bro who don't worry about what anyone else yeah. thinks just <laughs> as long as you and caitlin mm-hmm. uh feel celebrated and and you guys get what you want that's really the the day is about you guys because yeah. no one else is paying for it hey, bro, oh <laughs> and my goodness. and no one else is getting married to, to exactly. you or, or kate so as long as you guys are happy man that's all that that matters so um well you talked about planning the wedding. You talked about buying a house, and you talked about working. I'd love to talk. Ask you, like, what do you actually? What do you do for work? Because you've talked about, you know, you have mm-hmm. a passion for shoes. Um, yeah, so, and you work um, for Go. What What do you do? Um, basically, we are the middleman between a buyer and a seller. Um, I authenticate shoes. So when the shoes come in, we authenticate them, make sure it's the right size, right? Make sure there's no uh, two left shoes or anything like that. Uh, make sure they're authentic. Um, and then we send them to the uh, the buyer. So that's just my job. Yeah. Uh, all day we're sitting in the warehouse. We are authenticating shoes. Um, we do about, I personally touch about 300, 400 shoes a day. Um and goat takes a nine percent off everything, so that's how we make our money. So, so you work all day. You say authenticating shoes for people who don't know much about shoes. Like, uh, uh, there's a lot of fakes. There's like, uh, uh, there's probably factories in in China that just makes fake shoes. Wow. Um. So we get hundreds and hundreds of fakes, and uh. I mean, they're trying to fake like twenty thousand dollars shoes, wow. and it's like, so if we uh, accidentally say it's real and the the, the the seller gets paid out, that's a twenty thousand dollar loss. So what? Country, I have to ask, like, what's a what is a twenty thousand dollars shoe? Like, what makes a shoe worth that much money? Listen, we just got a pair of uh, Air Mags, um, Back to the Future shoes, uh-huh. the ones that lace up. Yeah, they went for twenty thousand dollars. Wow. So if they would have, they were real. So if they would have been fake and we would have said they were real, I mean, we would have just give away $20,000. So like what, um, who's buying, like who buys those kind of shoes? We have NBA players, celebrities, um, 
What's the dude from? Uh, he was on The Voice, um, the judge. Uh, he got a beard, white dude. Blake Shelton? No, 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 no not him. Uh, uh, Levine, Adam Levine. Yeah, he, so he's he buys a lot of our shoes, like a lot of his shoes from Goat, and he's like one of our top buyers. And it's like him, Kylie Jenner, all the NBA players. DeRozan buys fifteen hundred shoes every day. Wow, it's crazy. So when guys, so people like that. Are they buying them to wear them, or are they more just collectors? Or I mean, they they buying them to wear them. I mean, like like I said, DeRozan, he'll spend fifteen hundred, fifteen thousand on a pair of shoes and wow. just hooping them. He'll play in them like the next day. So there's big money in the, Man, in the shoe business. Yes, sir. It's 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 especially during the pandemic. Everybody just was at home getting free money. They was buying shoes, so he was working during the pandemic. So I'm not really a. I mean, I like shoes and I like nice shoes, but I don't, I, I'm not like, I don't keep up with trends and, and all mm-hmm. that stuff. But I do have friends um, who are into like the sneaker game and they, I often hear conversations about like how, how ridiculous, how ridiculously hard it is to get like shoes. Like if Nike has a new shoe come out, they'll mm-hmm. drop, they'll have like a, They'll drop it on the online store and it sells out in seconds. Yeah, like so. It's like, what's the issue with that? I mean, they they want to keep their brand up. It's Nike at the end of the day. Um, they know what they're doing as far as like only making a certain amount for the public. So yeah, you just get the Nike sneakers app and ten o'clock usually every day some shoes drop, and it's 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 so hard to get any. It's so hard to get any drops. Like, do you know what's coming out before they yeah, come out? Yeah, so it'll it'll show you. And, I mean, obviously, you got the um, the calendar with all the, the shoes, the upcoming shoes. Wow. So, people, everybody in the world is anticipating that drop. So, it's like millions and millions of people on the app at one time trying to get a pair of shoes. And, I mean, they might have made 60K pair. Wow. So, so, you just got to hope the server the servers work and you get in before listen, everyone else. You got to pray that you get them. <laughs> I mean the the person with the most luck on the sneakers app is Caitlin Katina. Really, she literally hits everything. Wow, <laughs> she hit one time a pair of Travis Scotts, the first Travis Scotts, and she was on a plane. Wow, and she won, and I was like, "How you hit?" I mean, it's like winning a lottery. It's, it's like yeah, it is because the shoes the shoes are going for fifteen hundred. Wow, two thousand. So it's a lottery ticket. So. Like they're selling from the store at fifteen hundred, no, or you so can resell them. <clears throat> they'll sell for one eighty, hundred eighty dollars, oh, wow. and then you can resell them for two thousand. So it's like that's all people, all these little young kids are doing is trying to buy as much as possible and make money. Which I mean, I respect it. So I've heard you. You can tell me if this is true or not. I've heard that there's like uh, people who who make like uh, computer bots or whatever mm-hmm. yeah. that. <laughs> snatch up a bunch of shoes every day and so they'll have they're not even doing anything the computer is mm-hmm. buying and they they get 20 pairs of shoes from one drop exactly. and then they just go and resell them does that really happen that happens like i've tried my hand in a couple of bots but the bots are so expensive mm. they're like five thousand dollars oh so you've tried to, to oh get yeah, one. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah i tried to dabble in the bots but it didn't really it didn't really go our way um so yeah they would they'll get a bot just put it on their their computer and just say a Foot Locker drops a, a shoe, so their bot is gonna run 
and try to get like 100 to 200 pairs of shoes. And if they get 30, it's it's still a profit. That's like, a payday. And then instead of people who is just trying to get online like a regular person, it'll beat them out or the computer will freeze or something like that will happen. Do these shoe store shoe companies... Are they doing anything to try and like limit that, or they're fine? They're fine with they're it. They're fine with it. I mean, they're gonna get paid. And yeah. then this is a little off top. Well, it's not off topic, but it's a little deeper dive. It's just like people; these big companies are selling through like resale platforms. Oh, like wow. they would re- they would sell them to a resale platform for more than retail. Oh wow! And then they'll get their money, and then they'll sell like. 25% of their stock to like regular people. Wow. So it's tough. like, I mean, it's, it's rigged. Yeah, that so. is. So they're actually selling it to the resellers mm-hmm. for more money. Wow. That's exactly. crazy, bro. I, I was, so I've been like, um, brainstorming a lot lately about trying to, trying to build like a side hustle of, um, cause I have a good friend who, um, I buy watches from mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I really enjoy watches and shout out to Nick Hill. If you're listening, bro, um, Nick, it's knickknack time pieces on Instagram. If anyone's interested, but, uh, he, he buys and resells watches. And so, and he's built like a successful business doing mm-hmm. that. And so I've been trying to think like, what's something I could do and shoes. I thought about shoes. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know much about shoes, but I know people pay a lot of money for them. Exactly. How hard would that be to to start hey, something you can, like that? You can start with. Listen, you can start with a pair of Air Force Ones. They just raised the price to air, white, all white Air Force Ones from like eighty dollars to a hundred, and people are selling them for one fifty, and wow. they're, they're buying them. So it's like you can you can start whenever you want to. But uh, as far as watches. Uh, the Rolexes are going for a crazy amount of <laughs> oh, like, trust money. me, I know, bro. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, do you, are you into watches? Not really, but one of my friends is. He uh gets Rolexes, pay like eight thousand. He'll oh, yeah. sell it for like fifteen. Wow, it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's that's like a it's it seems like there's similarities between like the shoe game and watch 100%. games because you know the values they're so inflated mm-hmm. from what like. The actual retail stores are selling them for and or the actual manufacturers and so exactly um yeah i don't know i'll have to i'm gonna continue to brainstorm but yeah. if i go the shoe route i'll maybe ask let me know give you a consultant position in the company. <laughs> um all right so we talked about wedding planning we talked about work you also mentioned you guys just bought a house um how was that process like because my brother just did that as, as well and i know it was a lot it's stressful. I mean, uh, just finding the right house in the right area. Like I said, we live in Atlanta, so we just we didn't want to be in the city so much because it's just too too much traffic. Um, so we found a house a little bit outside of Atlanta. Um, thankfully, Greg helped us find that house, mm-hmm. and he was our realtor. Um, it, it was a process. Just it's a lot of stuff that we didn't know as far as fees and um just the down payments and all that stuff that we had to come out of pocket so i mean it was a learning process but um i'm glad we did it um we're looking forward to buying some some more houses in the future for sure nice bro yeah uh so eli and amelia they just uh like this week closed on their first house Mm -hmm. and so they've been over there they're i guarantee they're over there right now they're renovating it. They're mm. doing a bunch of painting, and 
I think they're redoing like the carpets or something and a lot of work. I, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys were, had to do that with your house, but um, I remember when Eli was going through, him and Amelia were going through the process of like closing the house. It was a lot of like yeah. meetings and we, oh, we got to sign this, we got to sign that. Like, oh, we didn't tell you about this uh, yes. fee we got to add on. Yeah. Like, All right, bro. Come on. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we had to do a little bit of, the only thing we had to do was paint. Um, that was that was about it. Everything else was pretty good. Yeah. Well, Eli was telling me like the whole the process of selling a house is a hustle, bro. Because mm-hmm. everyone's got to get paid, exactly. and everyone's oh, I you got to pay them for this and that, and this bank needs this. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, congratulations <laughs> to you guys for that. going through that. And, yeah, it was um, stressful. That's a big step in in everyone's life buying a house and. Uh, a lot of big milestones for you guys recently in the same year that's yeah. the that's the crazy part we we trying to get all these things knocked out in the same year so it was tough but uh we we, we managed to get it worked out yeah. thankfully with our families um so i asked this to um a few people on who come on the show it's something that i feel like this question can help you get to know someone a lot better and um, it's also something that I think about for myself a lot. And I want to talk to you about um, your dreams as someone who's you're going, you're getting married here in a few months. You got your house. Um, once the wedding's over, once the honeymoon's over, you're just going to be back and working mm-hmm. and living married life, uh, which is going to be great. It's awesome. But then it's like it doesn't take much long long or it doesn't take much time for you to think well what's next for mm-hmm. me so i want to ask you like for your life Jervon, what's something that you dream about or an ambition that you have uh i just i mean we knocked out two of the dreams <laughs> yeah. already it was the house and the wedding mm-hmm. um my dream after that wedding is just you know continue to grow in the company i'm in mm-hmm. Um, start a family. Mm. I need. We need some healthy kids. Yeah. Um. That's about it. I mean, I, I pretty much got whatever. I, I got what I need right now, so mm. I'm pretty content with that. But we gonna keep. We we definitely gonna keep uh, pushing to get more money. That's yeah. it. <laughs> that's 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 the dream right there. More right. money. Ain't no no shame about that. Nah, in that that's, bro. that's that's my dream right there. More money. Well, man, it's a. Uh... You know, you're in a, a a very a great position to 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 be a man who who feels like uh, you know I've got the woman that I love. Mm-hmm. I've got I'm living in the place I want to live. I'm working for a good company. Um, you know, I I think that in a in life and especially in this country, there is a, a sense of like you've got to you've you've always got to be striving for the next thing and, mm-hmm. and i loved how you just focus well i just knocked the, i'm knocking out two of my dreams exactly. right now i mean this road wasn't easy for yeah. sure i used to i used to work for frito-lay and that was horrible yeah i mean we had to get up at 2 a.m drive about 45 minutes in a truck stock shells but it's like you just got to keep working i appreciate my the hard work gene i got from my parents mm. because i mean it was tough yeah there's this quote it's a uh i don't know who said it but 
um, they said the opposite of anxiety is gratitude. Mm. And, you know, so it's January now. I know people are going to be listening in February, but it's we're right in the like thick of like people going after their New Year's resolutions and thinking ahead of what's 2022 going to be like. And I had this conversation with my dad not long ago, and I, I told him how I think, well, all that stuff is great and all that stuff is good and we should set goals for ourselves. Um, it's also really important to reflect mm-hmm. because there's a lot of things that happen in our lives that it's like, wow, this was a blessing. That was a blessing. Uh, I'm so thankful for this. Mm-hmm. But if we don't take time to really think about that, yeah. we're missing out on the mm-hmm. blessing sometimes. It's and easy to overlook for sure. Yeah. So I really appreciate that about you that, hey, man, I'm thankful for what I have right exactly. now. And I'm going to continue to strive. And, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, that uh, I appreciate that perspective. Um, well, I guess we probably have, yeah, we got time for one more, one more question. Let's do it. Um, all right. Here's one that, that I've asked a few people, and I'm sure you have a great take on this. Who's the greatest basketball player of all time? Oh, man. <laughs> Listen, the greatest basketball player to me is Kobe Bryant. Mm. Um, that that was my generation's Michael, I guess. Um, people say LeBron. I mean, at the end of the day, LeBron is – he's going he's gonna to be the top of every stat in the NBA. But it's just something about him that he just don't have that, that Mamba mentality. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So – just to see him sometimes, you know, somebody will steal his ball and he'll he won't run down the court. Mm. And just just knowing what I've seen with Kobe, he would never like he would never give up on play no matter what, if he should get a shot blocked or anything. But um that's the biggest difference between me saying LeBron is the best player in the world. Um it's just the mentality, it's the mindset. Not to not to say he's not like he he's great. He's definitely a great, but he just don't have that dog. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, you're the third person I've asked that. We've got two votes, Kobe, one vote, Michael Jordan. Um, I'm still waiting on the, someone to say LeBron because nah. uh, I think I I, uh, I go back and forth. But, um, yeah, I think LeBron deserves at least some representation on the list. For but. sure. For <laughs> sure. I mean, you can't you can beat the stats, definitely. Yeah. And then, like, you got Steph Curry. He's 100% the greatest shooter of all mm-hmm. time. So, they want to put him in that list, but I just can't do that. I, not yet. I'm sorry. All right, last, last, last question. <laughs> who's uh, who's winning the finals this year? Oh man, if the Lakers, the Lakers are just looking old, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm nervous for the Lakers at the end. But oh, bro, I don't feel good about them at all. I, I mean, if you got to have LeBron scoring 30 a night, it's it's not gonna work because you got to. I mean, Russ, he's just not he's just not clicking with them, Mm-mm. and you can see it. I mean, he's not playing like himself. Um, but as far as the championship, I mean, I want to see somebody. I like the Bulls a lot. Mm. I don't think they're going to win it, but I like them a lot. They're um, fun. They're looking good. Yeah. And then they got, uh, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Caruso. Caruso. Bro, every time I watch, I don't watch a lot of Bulls games, but every time I see them and I see Caruso, I'm like, we could have, he we should need, still be yeah. in purple and gold. Dude. Man, he needed to stay, but, um. Uh, I'm not. I don't know who who you liking. Who you liking? I mean, I gotta say the Warriors, because yeah. I mean they're playing. I think they're the number one seed in the West at, at least right now, mm-hmm. 
and Clay Thompson still hasn't come back. He's supposed to be back Monday. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe by the time this episode comes out, he'll probably be back. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how how he looks. But I mean, it's hard for me to argue with what I'm seeing. I, I watched. Uh, there there was a game. There was a night where there was two games out this on at the same time. It was like the Lakers and I think Memphis maybe, mm-hmm. and then they were on one channel and the other channel was Phoenix and Golden State. Mm. And I was flipping back and forth and I was like, there's two different sports being exactly. played right now. Like Golden State and Phoenix are playing at such a high level. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if I were to put a bet down, it would be on Golden State right now. Golden My State. heart's with the Lakers. But uh, yeah, Steph looks amazing. Oh man. Um, Gary Payton Jr. is just incredible. Yep. Yeah. I mean, like they're the number one defensive team for sure. Yep. Well, hopefully, hopefully by the time this episode comes out, the Lakers will be rolling yeah, and clicking, so. and um, but we'll see, man. But I want to close by saying thank you for taking the time to do this, bro. Okay, thank and, you for having me. Um, it's a, a real pleasure, and I'm looking forward to the wedding, man. I'm yeah, gonna be I, there. I'm gonna be celebrating. Yes, sir. Let's go. All right. Well. Um, To everyone listening, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back with more episodes soon. Have a great day. Oh